notwithstanding, in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Amen. The 70 disciples returned to Jesus and they were rejoicing about putting demons on the road by using the name of Jesus Christ. Don't get overexcited, but I have given you authority over the spirits of snakes and scorpions, the ability to exercise authority over all the power of the enemy and nothing would harm you. Don't be fearful, but make a stand for the truth. God didn't give us the spirit of fear, but of power and of a sound mind. Keep your head on straight and know you got power over the enemy. But don't rejoice because you got authority over unclean spirits, but rejoice that your name is recorded in heaven. That's the first thing we need to see. Is make sure that we get our name written down. Don't, but don't rejoice because you 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 can you can uh put this enemy on the run. Because a lot of time, guess what? You can put him on the run and your head can be in the wrong place and you can be running right into a trap yourself. But rejoice in God knowing that your name is written down in glory. Amen. Rejoice in if you are doing the will of God for the church, it has you has power to put the demon on the run, breaking their hopes on people. When you what 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 you have done with your spiritual power, what have you done with your spiritual power to pull down strongholds, strongholds in your home, strongholds in your family have you spoke the word of god with uh, with the endorsement of the holy ghost one thing for certain the holy ghost has got to uh, endorse anything that you do in the name of jesus christ if the holy ghost is not endorsing it you're out there on your own and if the holy ghost is not working in you on a constantly basis guess what don't look for the holy ghost to to, to show up when you want when you just want to shine because he's not going to show up you're not going to rob or steal God's glory this thing has got to be in your heart your heart has got to be prepared for the work of God and God knows who heart is prepared and he just don't give his power and the power of his spirit to just anybody you may have the indwelling, but you may not have the power to execute what God would have you to do. Everybody just don't have the power to cast out demons. Everybody just don't have the power to put spirits on the run. But you have the power to live this thing. He gave you power to live it. He gave you power to obey it. Then guess what? If he gave you power to obey it, then you ought to have power to listen to what he has to say. And he would direct you in which way you should go. And not... Some folks want to...
important because anything that you're doing in the kingdom for God must be by his anointing. God must endorse it in order for you to be able to do it. Isaiah, in Isaiah 10 and 27, we define the anointing as the burden removal. Yoke destroying by the power of God, not by your power. We all have had a yoke up on our neck. We were yoked up with sin, but the power of God broke that yoke and brought us out. The anointing is what delivers God's people and sets the captive free. The anointing is literally God on flesh, that's in man, doing what flesh cannot do. It is God super added to our natural being. Who is willing to become the living, who is willing to become the living sacrifice that God can use your natural being to bring about spiritual healing and freedom to somebody's soul. It ain't about us. It ain't about to make us look good. It's about to save somebody. And, and, and this is the point that we sometimes overlook is, uh, woo, man, he really did this. He really did that. Baby, if it ain't the, if it ain't God doing the work, you ain't done nothing. You were just a vessel being used. And if you're not being willing to be used for the glory of God, God already know that. And he's not going to invest in you. Not that kind of power. And uh, so you got to be willing to become that living sacrifice for God. That's, what, that, that's why the scripture tells us, present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable. Look back on that. It said, present your body a living sacrifice, holy. So all of this here encompass what God needs in us in order to be acceptable to do a service for him. It's God's anointing that does the work. You supply him with the vessel to work through you. You clean up the vessel so it can be used for a holy cause. The greatest achievement in the kingdom is not what the title that they call you by, but the souls that were helped by the work of God in you. If God is not getting the glory, you are not doing anything that benefits the kingdom. You just talk loud for saying nothing. May I remind you, the devil knows as well that you are just a bunch of noise and hot air. When he don't see the anointing of God on you, he knows you just talking a good game. And not only that, he laughing. Because he know you can't cast out nothing. He know you can't put nobody on the run. You know why? Because we be busy running. We be talking and running at the same time. Amen. Mm -hmm. so it is the anointing. And that's why we need to invest ourselves more in God. Because it is the anointing that's going to make the difference. 
not a, not because we just go to church. It is the anointing of God that destroys the yokes. Amen. And in order for that to happen, we got to move according to the Holy Ghost. Listen to what the Holy Ghost said, because the Holy Ghost is going to be the one that direct us in the direction we should take. Amen. Amen. Let's um, go to John. Chapter 10. And I'm going to try to just use the 10th verse. Hmm. I might not could just stop at the 10th verse, but I'll try. Because it's got some more meat down at the bottom of that. John chapter 10, verse 10. Jesus said, the thief comes not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But look what he said he did. I come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is a hireling and not the shepherd, whom the own whom own the shepherds are not, seeing the wolf come and leaveth the sheep and flee, and the wolf catches them and scatter the sheep. The hireling flee because he is a hireling and carry not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and I am known by mine. Hmm. Wow. Now, you have to realize, you have to figure out which one you're going to be. Are you going to be a sheep, or are you going to be led by a harmony? You got to be led by the word of God, by the man of God that cares for the sheep as Jesus did when he laid down his life for the sheep. And a hireling, when the time gets tough and rough, they're going to run off and leave you because guess what? They was paid for their service and not uh, by God. So you got to realize who you are and whose you are. Jesus gave us clear description about the enemy. He comes as a thief that steals and kills and destroys. But your Savior, Jesus Christ, came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. We as saints must recognize that the competing agendas of the enemy and of the creator. The scriptures reveal the spiritual warfare that is occurring right under our nose 
but it's obvious. It is obvious and and subtle and subtle ways that do not uh, 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 line up with the spirit of God. The time has come for us to recognize and resist the enemy's plan of an all-out spiritual attack against every person on the planet and even also on the planet itself. You must know these are two competing agendas. One is life, and the other agenda is death. They compete for you. It's either life that God gives, or it's death that the death that the enemy came to destroy you with. You got to make the choice. God has a plan for every nation on the earth, every man, woman, and child on the planet. And it is contained in one word, and that's life. By comparison, Satan has an agenda as well. And it sums up as death. You must recognize which agenda is working in you and in your family. The enemy is setting up strongholds in your home, in your churches, and in your communities, and have moved to setting up strongholds in our government. Oh, he's setting them up all over the world. Amen. But the problem is, is when we allow him to set up strongholds in the church, because the church is projected to be the help to the world. Because if it wasn't for the church, the world would be in a much worse situation or condition than it is in already. The enemy can't have full control because the church is still here. But when the church is leave, my God, he gonna be in full control of every nation, every tongue, every country, every color, every creed. He gonna be the boss when the church pulls out. Uh, well, he think he gonna be the boss, but his time gonna be short. Amen. So it's bad when we let the enemy become a stronghold in the church and work from the inside. If you ever want to destroy anything, you got to do an inside job on it. And guess what? You can't destroy the church, but you can destroy the purpose in you that is in the church. And you become ineffective to do the will of God. But the church have lost its focus point by losing its focus point is losing its power to pull down strongholds or they're in doubt that it has the ability to make the difference. You know why I said that? Because for the simple reason, everybody think, everybody that's in the kingdom think that all of this is the pastor's job. Nobody think that they should be able to recognize any other working of another spirit except the pastor. What do you have the Holy Ghost for? What is the Holy Ghost working in you? 
When you come to church, is it time for the Holy Ghost in you to go to sleep? No, it's time for the Holy Ghost to be working in you. It's time for the Holy Ghost to band us together as one unit. And then that power is dis dis distributed the way God wants it to go. But if you, if the Holy Ghost in you is sleeping, and the Holy Ghost in somebody else is sleeping, and the only Holy Ghost that woke is in the pastor, then guess what? The whole job of trying to uh, uh, bring forth the power of God in the house of God is on the pastor, and you sleeping all on it. So guess what? Then guess what? The Holy Ghost, the power of God, don't work according to what God would have it to do because the saints are sleeping. Hmm. So then the enemy winds up making the church look like it's weak. It makes it look like it's eyes of the unsaved. Putting the work and the action going on under the umbrella of holiness. We, in other words, we're talking a good game, but the unsaved don't see the work. So they don't see a reason why they should be saved. They don't have any power that is pulling on them to pull them into the ark of safety because guess what? You're supposed to be pulling at their souls, but guess what? You sleep. So you come unaffected of no use for God. It's time for the church to stop getting a black eye by the enemy working inside the walls of the church. Wow. We can't see the enemy because we're giving each other black eyes. We fighting each other and the enemy sitting there looking. Look at these nuts. It's time for us in the church to turn down the devil's kingdom. We used to see him tearing down the kingdom, tearing down his kingdom with, with a conviction. Now it seems like we are helping him build his kingdom in the house of God. Nobody's working toward kicking him out of them. Don't try to kick him out of me, kick him out of you. You get him out of you first and then help him get him out of me. But if we if, if we fighting one another, what you think the devil is doing? He having his way in the house of God. He just sitting there laughing at us. Because he know ain't no power of God working. Amen. Mm -hmm. So think about that when you be getting all out of sort in the house of God. What spirit is working in you? What spirit is taking control? How is God getting the glory in your attitude? How is the power of God working and you sitting over there swole up like a, a bullfrog? And it's a sad thing if you swole up like a bullfrog behind the word of God. When the word of God came to help, when it came to deliver, when it came to give you an abundance of life. Right. 
sin. And you sitting there swole up like a bullfrog over the word of God, and the word of God came to save you. But you helping the enemy out because you sitting over there swole, and he came to destroy you. Jesus told you he came to destroy you. Amen. Amen. I move right along. You got anything, Pastor? No, I'm good. Second Corinthians. Chapter 10. Verses 3 through 6. Oh, yeah. This one fits us even more so. The scripture says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. That's where we came from. But the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. I hope you understood the fact that uh, these strongholds are pulled down mighty through God, not by us, because our weapons are not carnal. They are not flesh and blood. They are not according to your mind and your strength. Cast down the imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring it into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. You don't realize that if you are a effective witness, you automatically become one that can tear down strongholds in people's mind. And having a readiness to, to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Amen. So through, though we walk as men, we don't walk after the human nature. The enemy is working. The enemy is working on getting you out of character so you become weak and ineffective. The church weapons are not physical, flesh and blood, or man-made weapons, or any other such weapon. Our own strength offers us very little help in this war in which we are engaged. So often people make this mistake of trying to fight a spiritual battle with a carnal mind for a weapon. But the weapons of our warfare are mighty. That means divine power through God to the pulling down the stronghold, the destruction of the enemy's fortress. People are trapped in their mind by the enemy in believing a lie before they accept the truth. They are weakened in their faith by accepting negative thoughts and unbelief. The stronghold of the mind is a lie that the Satan, that Satan has established in our thinking that we count as true, but it's actually a false belief. He got so many religions twisted up 
and half truth that they don't really realize that they are working on his behalf and not on God's behalf. When we embrace these lies, they affect our attitude, emotions, and behavior, and how we respond to each other, not realizing you are becoming an inside worker of the devil. Uh Uh-oh. Attitudes. We need to look closely at our attitudes that we display amongst the saints. Wow. When our attitudes about each other is not godly, neither are you. You become ungodly. You come working against what God is building. You can let your attitude tear down your relationship with God. And you'll be walking around here thinking that you know God and God don't know you. Check your attitude. Check your emotions and your behavior. How you respond. Because if God send you a word and your response is negative, how can you get help? You can't get help from God rejecting God. Judah, Judas didn't get away with his inside work of the enemy, and neither will we. He had a conviction that came on him that made him commit suicide because of his inside job. Wow. If the shoe fits, you repent before it's too late. God wants all of his children to walk in victory and freedom of the mind. We fight against Satan and his demons, not against each other and other people who we encounter that don't know God. This is not about a physical fight. Get out of yourself. Get out of your mind. Against other people. God is going to get you. We fight against Satan. Not against the people we encounter. They they are instruments in the devil's hand are demonic influence. Where do you stand in your spiritual battle? Some of us may have forgotten the shape you were in when God got us out of, got us off of the suicidal list. Now we can't have compassion for others that is in the same shape you were in. Don't you be a Judas and God return you back to the suicide squad. Some of our minds have gotten so cluttered with fleshly 
and selfish accomplishment that you can't see God nor the people that need God. This walk with God is not about you. Stop making it about you, but the kingdom of God. Wake up and wash your face so that you can see straight before it's too late. God don't need you. God don't need me. God don't need nobody but God. So you need God. So get yourself, get yourself, uh, get you a self-work check before God check you. Here is, or there is the God, there is God's word that said, whatsoever you sow it, you shall also reap. That is uh, absolute truth according to the word of God. And God said his word will not go out void, that it will accomplish that which he sent it to. If you tear down any part of the church and its purpose, God is going to tear down your house brick by brick. We are coming against everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. We don't compromise with the truth, but we move with compassion of God's claim. The truth must be told without reservation because change are broken behind the power of God. We're supposed to be in the building business of helping, not killing. We're supposed to be in the business of pulling in, not pushing out. The truth must be told. Your families and others will never get free from the enemy's stronghold until you get enough courage to stand on the truth of God's word with authority by the spirit of the Holy Ghost. But too busy working, but you're too busy working on your own agenda. You're too busy working by your own spirit. Ooh. Boy, we know what our spirit can do. Our spirit will cut you up, post you out, Put you out there for the God and the pickup. Some family members have walked away from God, and we can't be an effective witness, causing them to think about the life they are living without God. You can't make nobody come back, but you sure can put a word on their mind. And hope that God will uh, uh, revive them to come back. We suppose we should be a walking revival anyway, causing folks to think. Because what? Whether they come or they don't come, the word of God still has got to be told to every creature under the sun. It didn't say we're going to save everybody, but they got to hear it. Because when judgment time comes, there's going to be a fact that you did hear the truth. Amen. Sometimes our natural connection with people causes us to be silent. Sometimes the truth brings pain to help and heal. When you are wrong, the truth hurts to swallow. But the truth came to break the stronghold of sin in your life because sin is tasting good to you and if the word if the truth of god word 
don't hurt the sin that is in you, it's going to be impossible for you to be saved. If you don't tell them the truth, you are doing them a disservice to salvation and you become satisfied with them being lost. We can't make anyone do anything, but we must keep in mind that we are fighting for their souls and not to agree with their flesh. Amen. Let's go to James chapter 4, verses 7 through 10. Did y'all get that? James 4, 7 through 10. Hmm. Let me see. No, we're going we're gonna to do six through ten. If I keep bagging up, I'll be all the way up the womb. But he gave it more grace, wherefore he said, God resists the proud, but give grace unto the humble. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God and he would draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your heart, you double-minded. Be afflicted and moan, and weep. Let your laughter be turned into mourning, and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. Amen. Amen. First of all, God said, that he resists the proud, but he give it grace. Oh, my God. Sometimes you don't realize you allowing this proud spirit to lift his head up in the church. And God resists your proudness. But then he turn around and them that are humble, he give them grace. <laughs> Don't get the bubble head in the house of God. Because mm -hmm. God is looking at every attitude, every proud look. He is looking at it, people. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. This is the one that we got to look for. It's submitting ourselves to God that we have the ability to resist or destroy or break down the stronghold that the devil have on your mind. Hope I'm in the right house. Amen. First thing is to submit unto the will of the Lord. If you ain't willing to submit to submit unto the will of God, you ain't doing nothing. Nothing works for the good in your life without submitting to God. Take a stand against the adversary that's working in you. 
We want to take a stand against them working in somebody else, but you need to take a stand against the one that's working in you. When the devil sees you humble yourself in the hands of God, he removes, he moves on to a weaker and self-willed individual. Now, is that you? Is that you he moving to? All right. Because he see that you ain't humbling yourself to God. He doesn't mind you getting a little rain, a little fleshly game, as long as you don't get spiritual. You satisfy the enemy as long as you stay in your fleshly will and get not spiritual in the will of God. He loves that. He comes after those he can easily influence by their past appetites. He knows more about you than you give him credit for. Therefore, let him know about the God you serve in the newness of this life. Get close to your God with your whole heart and he will get close to you. Now that brings up a thing. Now, if you got a stronghold that's in you, if you get closer to God, stop depending on somebody else to get that devil out of you. Get close to God and God will get it out. So it's evidently you're not getting as close to God as you claim that you are. Hmm. That one don't cost you nothing. <laughs> Clean your hand. Clean up your actions. Yes. The action of your dirty deeds. Puffed up mind. Bad attitudes. And purify your heart. Stop being a double agent with two minds not knowing who to follow or what to believe. Stop being a double agent in the house of God. One day you got a praise. The next day you're like a bullfrog. The next day you don't know who you are. The biblical approach to spiritual warfare is to recognize the Bible as the sole authority. You must reject unbiblical and man-made methods and rest in Christ and him and, and, and him fit his finished work for the victory in your life. Let me be the first to tell you God don't mind killing you if you live affecting his plan and will of salvation in other people's life. You kill your graveyard dead. Now you talking about an attitude. You don't want God to get an attitude about you. Because if you work towards tearing down his plan, then you actually filling a stronghold up for the enemy and then God is going to get an attitude about you being an inside help. Oh, I don't want him mad at me. No, not God. Mm -mm. I don't know about you. But when God get on your track, Good God Almighty. We need to thank him for his grace and mercy. Amen. Amen. 
keep in mind that he let Judas go all the way further as Judas wanted to go, but he still called him to be graveyard dead. Didn't make no difference how much money Judas made, 30 pieces of silver. <laughs> but God still made him graveyard dead. Put him on the suicide list. Amen. Because why? He was against the truth. Let's go to First Peter. But y'all run over my house, my door lock, and my garage door is down. said, humble yourself therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Can you wait on the Lord? Can you humble yourself? That he said he would exalt you in due time? Stay in your lane. Maintain your speed. Cast all of your cares upon him, for he cared for you. And you act like God don't have your best interest at heart. When the Bible said he cared for you, but because this is your problem, he said, be sober, be vigilant. Because the adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, is walking about seeking whom he may devour. He's slapping you all upside your head, giving you crazy thoughts about the church. Instead of you looking to heaven upon the things that come from above, then guess what? He's on your track. He sees your attitude and he's walking right behind you and he's prepared to devour you, but it's because the mercies of God that he haven't done it so far. Man. Said this rascal whom he resisted steadfast in the faith. And he calls and saints to do the same thing. Resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplishing your brothers that are in the world. You ain't the only one in this in this equation. You ain't on no island by yourself. But the God of all grace, who had called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that you have suffered a while, like you're the only one going through something. Baby, everybody's going through something. We just ain't all going through the same thing. Come on now. I got an issue. You got an issue. Yeah. But he said, make 
you perfect, establish and strengthen and settle you. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. The problem come is we are not looking toward the forever. We're not looking toward the one that holds the glory. We're not looking toward the one that's going to make us establish and strengthen us and settle us regardless of what we're going through. Better shut up. Humble yourself under the authority and the mercy of God. Have you noticed that it seemed like the saints don't give a hoot about authority no more? He told you to set aside your self-righteous pride. Don't be arrogant and make God break you down. Learn to wait on God to elevate you to a place of honor in his service in his own time. Cast all of your worries and your concerns on him by trusting and having faith because he has deep affections and he watches over you. Be sober. Keep a cool head. Stay alert. Don't let the enemy make a stronghold in your mind. Don't let him build up a stronghold in you. The devil is prowling around like a lion and yeah. would like better than to catch you napping. He's stalking you. He's looking to lock you up in your mind to serve him and die. Stay on guard. Don't get into your feelings. Uh-oh. Because you are not the only one that experiences hard times. As if God is doing you an injustice. Your brothers are going through as much as you are. What has happened to us being brothers and sisters with a genuine concern, motivated by love? Where did it go? Watch the spirit you allow to use you against the love of God. You keep a firm grip on faith. Keep telling yourself this too shall soon come to pass. In time, God will complete, confirm, and establish me. But I got to go through. Amen. But guess what? You can go through with some joy. You ain't got to go through with an attitude. You can go through with some joy, looking for God to strengthen you on your way. You can go through with some joy, knowing that God has got your best heart. He got your best interest at heart. You can go through with some joy because you know that God going to show up and show out on time. Man. But you got to have that type of attitude. Then you can influence somebody else to wait on the Lord. Come on now. But if they can't see you waiting on the Lord, what do they need to wait for? All right. Amen. Come on. Now. People are looking at how you walk. People are looking at how you present yourself. Amen. 
Amen. They want to know how you going through. Then they can say, if God did it for you, God can do it for me. Man. I saw how God was working in your life, and I saw what you went through. But Lord, next thing I know, you don't come out of that thing, and God has got you shouting and magnifying and glory. God, do it for me. But what are we putting on display? How are we pulling down strongholds in our family structure? Are you concerned about sisters, brothers, children, nephews, cousins? Are you concerned about their soul being saved to the point that you would even give them a word? Give them the truth of God's word. We give them words, but what about the truth? Is God truth being on display in you? I know sometimes we lean toward the flesh, but when you see that you're getting so far out of your lane, it's time for you to make that right turn and get back on track with God. Because guess what? It's still a narrow gate. He still got to enter in through the narrow gate. Amen. Mm -hmm. Oh, we're talking about the warfare. Let's go to Ephesians. Chapter 6, verse 10. <clears throat> After I finish with this one, I'm going to turn it over to the hand of the power. I'll be through. The Bible says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be against the wise of the devil. For, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, there it is again, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, Take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil days and having done all to stand, stand therefore having your lawns girded about with truth, having the breastplate of righteousness and the feet shoven with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, take the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is 
the word of God, praying always with all prayers and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all preservation and supplication for all saints and for me, that the utterance may be given unto me, I may open my mouth boldly uh -uh, to make known the mystery of the gospel. It's all about the gospel. And, 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 and if you notice that every piece of this armor, did none of it belong to you. Every piece of this armor is what God had to supply you with. And the only one that belonged to you, if you would get down to it, is prayer. He told you to pray always with all prayers and supplication in the spirit. And if we are not praying in the spirit of the Holy Ghost, out for prayer. That's why some yokes don't get destroyed. That's why people don't get delivered. That's why maybe God don't hear what we're saying. I in the right house. God's final ammunition to the saints is to grow. Wow, wait a minute. You mean to tell me that we haven't grown from last year to this time this year and nobody got any spiritual fatness? Grow strong in the Lord and in the... You can't grow unless you eat the word of God. You got to swallow it. We got to live it. We got to depend on it. We got to have faith in it. Be empowered through the union with him by putting on the whole arm of God. We can't be in union with him without growing in his word because he is his word. So therefore, we become unfit to put on the whole arm of God. Then we can't withstand the attack of the enemy because now we're not dressed right. We don't have on the proper attires to be a soldier in the army of the Lord and be empowered through his union that we have on this armor that we be able to withstand the wise of the devil. Anytime that he's operating in the family, anytime he's operating in the church, somebody is not wearing their proper attires to fight this enemy. Stop engaging in warfare with flesh and blood. Come on now. It ain't about us warring against one another. Me getting an attitude with you and you getting an attitude with me and <clears throat> you getting all them on your side and then I get all them on my side. Baby, you tearing down the kingdom of God.
and it's because the enemy has got you turning down, working in the background. Because you are fighting the wrong enemy. You fighting God. You ain't fighting the devil. You are fighting a losing battle. The stronghold is against principalities and spirits and powers of darkness of this world. Spiritual wickedness over in his over your head in high places. You don't know how to recognize the enemy when he's putting an attack on your mind. Some may think they got a demon, but it's in your head. You don't allow the enemy to get in your head and you don't know how to recognize him. Come on, somebody. Because Ooh. if you draw not to God and God draw not to you, this situation shall come to pass. Hmm. The days of evil, the days of evil, and you need the covering of God at all times. You need to be equipped with the heavenly armor to fight a spiritual battle. It is written in the book where God at the hands of Gideon turned the enemy's camp against themselves and they killed each other. Watch out that you don't self-destruct at the hands of God. You can't you can't begin to fight without the Holy Ghost. You can't stand without the presence of the Holy Ghost. Gird up your mind with truth so that you may be able to resist the devil. The Holy Ghost will help you stand through the crisis of life and make you immovable from the faith if you put your trust in God and humble yourself. Stop thinking you big and bad because you're not. Amen. Amen. Last I heard, wider, dark holiday, all them was up on Boot Hill. Amen. Even Al Capone, he died. So get out of your flesh. Don't think you so bad that God can't bring you down. You got to be unmovable in the faith. Putting on the breastplate of righteousness, protect your heart, and make your feet firm in the gospel of Jesus Christ. If it's not about the gospel, people, it ain't about nothing. And the enemy 